If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Lauren. I'm Olivia. And welcome to our Friday the 13th episode. Yes, you'll be listening to this on Friday the 13th. This is the second of our Halloween extra spooky special. I know. I feel like the month's going really quickly. Eh? I'm like, ooh. So fast. Um, like, I, like today, I, I have lit my pumpkin candle and I was like, I need to make most of this season where I can light pumpkins. <laughs> I know. I did a, I did an as a shop story this this week, and I was like, is it too early to buy a pumpkin? Uh, what? No. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, one to carve, but surely, like the whole the whole month is like for oh. keeping spirits away. I've got three, like real ones that you've carved. I've got three ones to carve. Oh, wow. Nice. I might do it this weekend because it's my, it's like my birthday week next week. So I'm kind of like, I always like it to be extra spooky because I just love it. 100% carve a birthday pumpkin. I will. It's like 18 forever. <laughs> I'm still 21. But no, I I can't believe it's October. I know. I really honestly thought I would have achieved much more this year, but here we are already. Look at what you have achieved. Oh, not bloody much. Um, so no. Oh yeah, I, do you know I actually forget that I sold my house this year. Like, do you know what I mean? I forget things. Your house became in the top 
25% podcast on Spotify. Amazing. We're such overachievers. I can't um, it, but yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, um, I know we were just discussing it before we started recording, but like I am a bit, I was a bit freaked out when I looked. I know everyone's seen a different form, but there was definitely something in the doorway, right? Of my mum's house. Yeah, so just for anybody who's not seen it and doesn't follow us on Instagram, which we're at is this place haunted podcast, Lauren captured us kind of spout picture really, didn't you? But it, what makes it weirder is that it was in response to you saying, can you show yourself? And you took the... Yeah. Yeah, I remember coming upstairs and being, uh, there must have been, it must have been either a weird vibe or there was like a noise in the hallway that I couldn't explain. And I've caught like orbs in mum's house before, like yeah. really, like in the room next door that I used to sleep in um, when I used to come and stay, like there would be like, the, I took a picture one night the, with a flash and they were everywhere. So that night when I heard that noise, I mean, what, what was it, a couple of, a month ago or so? And I was literally like, if you're in the doorway, show yourself. And then I took a picture and then I saw that. And then I took another one right afterwards and it was like, not there. It was like, there was no, nothing would have caused it, you know? So really strange. I'm so tempted to do like a spirit session, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, don't do that. (laughs) I know, I'm always like worried about like summoning up something bad but like also I'm so curious like what you were saying a few weeks ago what you were saying what's the Ouija board right yes no I I am Billy Big Balls like about stuff like that to actually do it I don't think I would I definitely wouldn't have the balls to do something like that if I'm living somewhere yeah I know like I probably do a spirit up no we will do spirit stuff at Crumlin Road Jail Remember someone, I don't know if it was you, or someone else suggested doing a Ouija board in my last house. And I was like, oh my God, no way. Can you imagine like all the spirits that have passed through there? That would have been crazy. I really don't think that would have been me, but it might have, like, (laughs) it could have been. And I could have been captured on the podcast saying it. Um, I would not recommend that at home. (laughs) Do not try it. I know that house was that house was weird. The the weird thing about the house that house was though that nothing actually really happened until the end, like until yeah. I was leaving. I got a vibe in that house even when I stayed over. I told you that. Was, did you? Yeah, but it was downstairs. Oh, you did say that. Yeah, yeah. I well, I guess it was closer to the morgue, right? Closer to downstairs, but I don't know. There was a vibe downstairs for sure, and it didn't feel bad. But it didn't feel super good either. It made me feel like I wanted to run up the stairs fast. God, yeah, it's mad to think that, right? Because the amount of time that I would just like wander about that house in the dark, like downstairs. Like, I remember you being like, oh, by the way, I just thought a spirit person or whatever walking down the corner. And I was like, Lord, put a light on. I don't know. There was like, I'll tell you what, right? In my old house, and I said this when I lived there as well to my ex I was like there's like such a weird vibe in the living room remember I said that before I'm sure I said it on the podcast as well I felt that the living room was strange um only because see when I was living there by myself I just couldn't sit on it like I couldn't sit on it I couldn't sit on it um I could sit in there myself honestly 
understand that because we watched remember we had the <laughs> when I, we had the sleepover we had the chippy there and yeah. then you were like let's go upstairs and watch housewives on the projector because what else would we go and do in lauren's house do you know what i mean so we went upstairs to watch housewives on the protector protector <laughs> on the protector and it was much cozier and we were like much more chill it just felt quite tense I know there was something like I don't know whether it was like the paint choice but she looked very chic but like it was it was there was something strange about the room and I often thought that and I think I said before I remember my ex-partner used to spend like a lot of time in there as well and I was always like why does she like sitting in there what the fuck's that but I'm sure it wasn't anything I'm, I'm sure it's nothing not reflective of her in any way but like I did I think she found things calming which I would have found them quite strange you know what I mean like it was a weird one but um yeah and when I was in that house by myself I spent most of my time up like I spent all of my time upstairs I practically lived upstairs like I only came down to like make food and go back upstairs but like your house is kind of strange a little bit you got a vibe there too didn't you only initially when I came in I didn't mean to say it the way I did um because I think I commented like I think I said something that it was I don't know but I did like I did there was like a weird sort of presence when I came in I would say that can quite explain it feels to me like and you can agree with me or disagree with me it feels like like a disapproving old lady yeah like she wasn't happy about everyone sure piling in but not evil just a bit grumpy no there's definitely a space between the door and the like where your hallway goes to like t-junction or whatever that seemed a bit like but you know what it I, it was a beautiful house it's such lovely views across edinburgh i can't believe it i was like oh my god this, oh, this is like god's country by the way total change subject guys but i got my eyelashes tinted with lvl on monday and they do look fabulous but oh my god i'm really allergic to it and i know i am and she was like are you allergic to it and i was like no <laughs> And she's like, have you ever had a reaction? And I was like, I haven't. Oh my God. And now I I, I'm, I want to claw my eyeballs out. They're so itchy. Babes, what are you going to do though? Like if it keeps, can you take them out? No. No, well, they're my lashes. They're just tinted. It will go away. It's just because it's the first couple of days. I know that for people who are obviously listening to this, like I can't actually see at the moment because I'm waiting for to calm down. I know your eyes look really sore. Uh, they're not sore they're just itchy oh god oh no I've got a wedding on Friday and I was like I was considering getting lashes done getting tan done but like am I putting you off them right now with my swollen eyes a wee bit but also um, I also I just don't have time like I was thinking about tomorrow because I'm supposed to be going to my PT at five and I stupidly forgot I was getting my hair done so I'm gonna have to bloody miss my hairdo because I'm going to go to the PT. He's just rescheduled him. That was the most middle class sentence I've ever heard. And I'm, I'm my own personal trainers and I have to get, I'm getting my hair done too. <laughs> I know, it's like, I don't know, do I go to my PT? Do I go? The only reason I'm not cancelling my PT is because I've already rescheduled them this week. So I'm like, oh, such a, I'm such a high maintenance hoe. So wait, when are you getting your hair done more importantly? Well, I'm going to have to phone her tomorrow and reschedule and be like, can I do it next week now? I want to do it for my birthday, at least. Oh, 100%. I mean, I wonder who's going to play you in the movie of this. I don't know. <laughs> Hard. I mean, look at my eyes. 
Who would actually, who would play you in a movie if you could have your pick? If I could have my pick, um, maybe RuPaul. I <laughs> <laughs> say a word. Or whatever. <laughs> you, I have been told loads of times that I look like, I can't, I can't find her name. Have you ever seen The Invisible Man? No, sadly. You'd love that. You'd love that film. Really good. Yeah. Um, oh, what's her name? Is that the one with Kevin Chase or the one with Kevin Bacon? No, no. Is there, there's a there's a new one with Elizabeth Moss. I still can't believe she's a Scientologist. What the fuck's that about? I know, I know. It ruins her for me. It really does. Um, I think Bruce Willis would play me um, right now. I. I uh... He's a bit young for you, hon. <laughs> He's a bit young, isn't he? He's got a bit too much hair, actually, at the moment. Right, I found the person who people say I look like. Her name's Harriet Dyer. I was showing Emma and she was like, oh, yeah, this girl? Oh, yeah, I can, yeah, I can see that. Um, oh, she's cute. I think she's married. Died. Um, I think I'd probably have to get that woman because my ex told me this and I think she's actually right. You know her that's married to the guy who was in McFly or is in McFly. Oh my god, his name's Bobby Fletcher. Yeah, and I, I did see a it. picture. And I was like, I was like, actually, yeah, I do actually. I, I you actually do. I was like, oh my god, I'm so good looking. I'm like, I'm so much better looking than her. <laughs> oh my god, you are like her. I think there's one little feature that looks like me, and I think that's. No, you you are facially quite similar. Um, are you going to change your name to Lauren McFly? Yeah, I will now. That's actually really cool. I know, that's actually good, isn't it? Basically, yeah. So that's who's going to play me. And she is an actress. You know, she was in that play that I went to see a couple weeks ago. You know the one that's the guy from Uncanny? It's called, like, Ghost Story 222 or whatever. Yeah. She was in the West End for that. Um, By the way, that was actually really good, that play. I actually really enjoyed it. As well, who? Cheryl Cole. I know. By the way, isn't that so funny that she was in that? And she's like, she's like, tap the fucking table or whatever. <laughs> like, I mean, of all the people, they're like, yeah, that famous part. And that she's famous. Like, the squire is being anal. I don't know why he's being so fucking anal. <laughs> it's like so funny. <laughs> the best part of that whole episode was when Nadine's like, I don't like it, like ghosts. Demons or whatever. Just like, like I only like stuff with flour. Just in bacon with flour. In bacon and stuff <laughs> working with flour. Sorry, to, <laughs> sorry to everyone listening who's Northern Irish. I truly apologise. Sorry about that. But also, guys, if you want to watch that, it's on YouTube. It's so funny. It's called like what is it like? Ghost, Ghost hunting with girls allowed. Jinx. Yeah. So funny. Um. Anyway, have, have we got any other spooky things to announce this week that might have happened while you're rubbing your eyes? I don't think so. I don't think there's anything spooky. The only other thing I'll say before we get onto this week's topic is one of the ladies here that um, works in the office, I was chatting to her, and her husband works for the company that owns Crumlin Road Jail. Mm-hmm. He like, comes in and out quite a lot for like events and stuff. And I was like, is it scary? And she was like, yes. Amazing. Really, really creepy. Like, even without stuff, she was like, it's a very creepy place to be in. Um, so 
uh, Adele and Emma, you can stop listening now. But yeah, apparently it's really, really creepy. I'm going to go. I've not been to a proper haunted location in like a long time. So I'm like really excited. And I'm ta- honestly, I'm de- I'm taking the dictaphone. I'm taking all the stuff that we need. I'm going to like make a night of it. You don't need to. That's what I was going to tell you next. I looked into it and because we are in the paranormal investigation parties, you get provided with stuff to investigate. <gasps> Amazing. Oh, I'm buzzing. Oh, so good. This is going to be so good. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm actually having such a spooky month. Like, cause I'm going, did I tell you? Oh my God. So on Wednesday, on my birthday, um, me and my mum, because it's my best friend mum, um, we're going to a tarot reader, but it's also like a spiritualist medium. Like, and it's really serious. Like they're charging a lot of money, so it must be good. Where? In West Lothian, where I'm from. So it's not it's not the normal place, it's another place. I'll send you the link like directly if it's really good. But um apparently he's got like five stars, like it's like there's like two people and they're like amazing, they've got amazing reviews online and stuff. Oh my god. So when you come back over, me and your sisters, we yeah. should all go. Absolutely. If you are listening, guys, we're all going to Florida, okay? <laughs> Because honestly, like from what I've read, and they do like they do like these courses. They do like it's it's not just like medium stuff. It's like they work with like crystals. They do they had a, like a Ouija board night where they t- teach you how to use the Ouija board. Oh, that's terrifying! <laughs> and I was like, probably like, don't sign me up for that. <laughs> Let's go. I know, but there's also there's another. It's called like divination or something, and you know how you like work with angels and things. So they've got all these courses. I'm definitely gonna do like a serious course with them. I'm not kidding, like intuitive tarot or something. Yeah, do it a hundred percent. That's the dream. Babes, are you actually okay? You look really like you're dying on camera. Like you're right. <laughs> you just... like honestly, you look like you're really sore. It's just my eyeballs are so itchy, but my eyelashes are so long. <laughs> they are. They're really good. They're worth it. You have to make sacrifices for beauty. Do you know what I mean? I have non-functioning eyeballs, but my eyelashes though. <laughs> and it was like, look, look at a beautiful face, like unable to move your eyes, but you've got gorgeous lashes. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's me. But I am. That. I'm okay. I'm ready for Friday the Thirteenth. Ready. Um, so a little special shout out because we got a little note, didn't we, yesterday that Adele yes. was born on Friday the 13th, which I didn't know. Yes, and if you've listened to previous episodes, you guys know that Adele is really the reason that you and I are friends. We wouldn't be friends with Adele. Yeah, um, it's, that was an interesting fact. So I was like, brilliant. I was also born on a Friday, but not the 13th. I was born on a what? Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh. I'll see you next Tuesday at birth. I'll see you next Tuesday. Um, so yeah, so basically we thought that one of the themes for the spooky season we should do, in fact, this was your idea actually, um, we should do Friday the 13th. Now I will warn you in advance, it's not as spooky as your bitching episode last week, by the way. Like, I'll try my best, but it's more of a like factual <gasps> stop what happened babes that's so weird i'm sorry that is weird what happened what happened something just went it was like it was like a whistle it was weird i don't know it wasn't at your end right 
Not intentionally. I mean, I might, unless I've got like whistly nostrils, I don't know about or something. It's like, uh, it's like that. Like, anyway, I have to say, things, things, the last few episodes are definitely, I'm going to stop recording here for a bit, I think. I think I might go elsewhere because it does get a bit. And I think the night that I saw that thing, I think that was also after we'd recorded. It was, it was after we recorded the episode last week. And can I just say, did you like my disclaimer? That was like full disclaimer, Lauren got honeyed after this recording. I know, I mean, it's worthwhile saying. Like I've listened or watched loads of things online about like, you know, ghosts and shit. And then afterwards something's happened. So you have to kind of be careful, guys. Just always remember, be careful. 100%. Anywho, back to the episode. So basically this is about Friday the 13th. So we're going to explore the history of it, why it's maybe a thing and a couple of weird events that have happened on Friday the 13th. Have you ever had anything that you remember happening on Friday the 13th? No, I don't think I actually have, to be honest. Um, I mean, I know that there's a lot of superstition about it, um, particularly in the hospital settings and stuff. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and I, 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 not necessarily Friday the 13th specifically, but the number 13 is often like seen as bad luck in hospitals. So there'll be like, there won't, like in a lot of places, there won't be a ward 13, there'll only be a ward 12 and then a ward 14 or the rooms will That's... be 12 and then 14 instead of 13. Yeah, it's like a real thing. So let's kick off. Mm-hmm. So the history of Friday the 13th as an unlucky day is a combination of superstitions, folklore and historical events. The fear of Friday the 13th is known as, and by the way, I've tried to say this like multiple times, it's called Tritskaidikaphobia. By the way, oh. I knew that. I thought you might actually, because it's like a, it's a literal, it's like a phobia. It's like a psychological thing. I'd like it to be something as sophisticated as that. It's not. It's on. It not? It's on Friends when Chandler plays Bamboozled oh. with, um, with Ross, and he says it, and Ross says, "Fear of Triscuits." <laughs> well, it's not. It's actually the fear. Is it? Well, it's all. So it's Triska. Triska could. How do you say it? Say it again. Triscidephobia. Right? Amazing. That's so good. It's also known as Frigatriscidophobia. <laughs> it's a term used to describe an irrational fear or, or superstition related to the number 13. The word is de- derived from the combination of two elements. Triska comes from the Greek word for 13, um, which is triskakida, and phobia is a common suffix used to indicate a fear or aversion to something. So, like, there's loads of different phobias, right? People who suffer from the phobia may avoid anything associated with the number 13, such as room numbers, street addresses, dates, um, and they just believe that it's going to bring them bad luck or misfortune. Um, The fear of the number 13 has deep historical and cultural roots and is often associated with superstitions. For example, some buildings, like you were just saying, skip the 13th floor, labelling it as 14 instead, um, to accommodate those who do have that fear um, people will not schedule like events on that day which is weirdly actually I'm going to a wedding on Friday the 13th which I in turn when I got the invite was like that's bold <laughs> so I know I know you'll get into this about the true meaning and where the actual whether it is to be feared or not but I tell you who doesn't fear the 13 Taylor Swift 13 is her lucky number Babes, I've got a whole quote at the end on this, by the way. I, and I added it in for you. So I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to do this. 
love it um just to note to our audience if you don't know olivia is like what do you call taylor swift mania fans i'm a a swifty but i'm like i would give her an organ yeah you love her you fully love her i i get it though i totally get it but i'm like i'm i'm really into her but probably in a different way okay so the the ancient origins okay the fear of number 13 dates back to ancient civilizations in many cultures the number 12 was considered a symbol of completeness for example 12 months in a year 12 zodiac signs the 12 apostles thus the number 13 is seen as beyond completeness it was often associated with bad luck because of this in various societies throughout history um, both Friday and the number 13 have garnered reputations for being a ill fortune. One of the oldest references is ancient Babylonian history, this is 1700s BC. In the Code of Hammurabi, an early law code, the laws are numbered and skip from 12 to 14. The Babylonians considered 13 to be unlucky because of the Song of Ishtar, an ancient Babylonian epic poem. The 13th line contains the name of the goddess of the dead. But this is like more commonly why people think it's to like 13 is unlucky. In North mythology, Loki. I love that name, Loki, by the way. I almost call, uh, called one of my pets it. Um, that coming up on previous episodes. I think it was the Christmas episodes. Um, yeah. All the, the mischievous Norse people. And you were like, I love all these names. I'd call all my pets these. I just love like Scandinavian stuff. It's amazing. Um, so Loki, the mischievous and cunning god, is known for his penchant for causing trouble and chaos among the gods. One of his most notorious exploits involves a gathering in Valhalla, the great hall of the gods, where he managed to disrupt the divine assembly and contribute to the superstition surrounding the number 13. The tale begins when the gods of Asgard, including Odin, Thor and other prominent deities, decided to host a banquet in Valhalla. A festive atmosphere prevailed as the gods gathered for a grand feast. However, Loki, ever the trickster gatecrashed the divine gathering, effectively increasing the number of attendees to 13. The number was seen as an ill omen in North mythology, and it foreshadowed misfortune and calamity. During the banquet, Loki's disruptive presence and antics drew the ear of gods. In one fateful moment, he used his cunning to... (laughs) By the way, I literally wrote this, and I think I went a bit too over the top. Why? Cunning to... (laughs) Like, proper, like, drama. (laughs) Planning to manipulate the blind god Fodor, which I know is I know is from Game of Thrones, um, into taking part in a tragic event. Loki provided Hodor with a mistletoe-tipped arrow, knowing that Hodor would unwittingly shoot it at Baldur, the beloved god of light, joy, and goodness. Baldur, impervious to harm from nearly all sources, tragically met his end when the mistletoe arrow struck him. The entire divine assembly was horrified by the unforeseen tragedy. And their and their grief and mourning filled Valhalla. The act of deception and betrayal by Loki marked a significant turning point in North mythology. It set in motion a chain of events that ultimately led to his own punishment and exile. Baldur's death also had a profound profound consequences as it signaled the beginning of the end of the gods um and the impending events of Ragn- Ragnarok, which I thought was just a film, but apparently not. Um, and it was the apoc- apocalyptic battle of the North. Uh, northern gods 
So Loki's disruptive actions at the gathering um, not only served as a cautionary tale for the consequences of deceit, but also contributed to the superstition surrounding the number 13 in various cultures. The tale underscores Loki's enduring reputation as a complex and multifaceted figure in North mythology, but also he embodies mischief and tragedy. And they think because of this, because of the Scandinavian culture, this is how it slipped into European lore, basically. The other thing that's significant with the number 13 is, of course, the Last Supper. Um, the Last Supper, which was attended by Jesus Christ and his twelve, sorry, his disciples on Maudie Thursday, the 13th guest to arrive was, of course, Judas Iscariot. He was a disciple who betrayed Jesus, leading to his crucifixion on Good Friday. In biblical tradition, the concept of Unlucky Friday stretches back even further than the crucifixion. Friday is said to be the day that Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit from the tree of knowledge, the day Cain murdered his brother Abel, the day the Temple of Solomon was toppled, and the day Noah's Ark set sail in the Great Flood. That's wild, right? Friday is not a good day, even though it's like the best day of the oh, week I now. I love a Friday, but yeah, no, it's not looking great. Wasn't um, James the Sixth? you know, who his boat crashed or whatever? And that was when the witch hunt started. Was that not on a Friday? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, actually. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <gasps> Friday is. It's a weird day, um, apparently, historically. Um, but the, probably the most prominent um, origins of Friday the 13th being like an unlucky day. So the connection between the Knights Templar and Friday the 13th is often linked to historical events and superstitions, specifically the events surrounding the arrest and suppression of the knights in the 14th century. To explain, the Knights Templar were a medieval Christian military order um, established in the early 12th century. They played a significant role during the Crusades, providing military support to Christian pilgrims travelling to the Holy Land. They were not good time guys, by the way. Um, They were like not like a laugh. Um, members swore an oath of sorry, I just said oath. Members swore an oath of poverty. Oh, sorry, yeah. I'm oh. by the way. I've noticed I'm pure slurring. I'm like proper like as the fuck is it? So apologies. <laughs> members swore an oath of poverty, chastity, and obedience. Templars didn't drink, didn't gamble, or swear. I'm sorry. Same. Oh, yeah, same here, same here. Um, they were devout Christians who spent much of their time in prayer. They adopted a simple white tunic that was adorned with a red cross, which became their signature hallmark. Over time, the Templars accumulated a vast amount of wealth and power, which made them influential across Europe and the world, but also drew suspicion from both secular and, e- e- I can never say this word, ecclesiastic, e- e- ecclesiastical authorities can you say that word <laughs> fucking could not get it out there it sounded like you're having a seizure babes it was like honestly i was like ecclesiastical i don't think i've ever heard it how do you spell it e-c-c-l-e-s-i-a-s-t-i-c-a-l it's a fucking massive word to be fair Hold on. I'm going to Google it because I need to see it to see it. See it to see it. See what you say? Spell it again. Ecclesiastical. You said it there? 
I know, I don't know why I struggled before. I've actually noticed, see when I read, I think there's something wrong with my brain because when I read, I can't say stuff. Ecclesiastical, is that what you just said? Ecclesiastical, that's it. Ecclesiastical. That was Google. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, okay, after the fall of Acre in 1291, the Templars lost their last stronghold in the Holy Land. The Holy Land being like all of the sort of Arab states of back then. On this day, King Philip IV of France, in collaboration with Pope Clement V, ordered the simultaneous arrest of many Templar knights across France, where they had pure harboured up after they'd lost the Holy the Holy Land. Secret documents had been sent to couriers, couriers throughout France. The papers included lurid details and whispers of black magic and scandalous sexual rituals. That sounds fun. The Templars were accused of heresy, blasphemy, and various other charges, which were often politically motivated. The mass arrest marked the beginning of the brutal campaign against the Templars. As the Templars were subjected to torture, so they're all arrested, torture and trials, many confessed to false charges under duress. In 1312, Pope Clement V officially disbanded the order, and in 1314, the last Grand Master of the Templars, Jacques de Molay, fabulous was burned at the stake the grandmaster's final words before being burned at the stake were used to curse king philip the fourth and pope clement v and state that they would both be dead within the year wait for it both men did meet their demise before the end of the year <gasps> which adds even more clout to the powerful lore of friday the 13th over time, the arrest and persecution of the Knights Templar on Friday the 13th became part of like popular folk- folklore and superstition, adding to the aura of the mystery and dread surrounding the date. After this happened, um, their, gra- their grandmaster was like, um, it was said there were 20,000 members of the Knights, Templar, uh, the Knights Templar still left in Europe. So there were like a huge order. It wasn't just like 10 guys or whatever. There was like, it was like a mass movement. Um, And a little connection to Scotland. Have you ever read... What's that book called? Um, the Da Vinci Code, or seen the film? Yeah. So this is the link. So the Knights Templar apparently fled to Scotland, or many of them did, and obviously they were like highly religious and stuff. And they were said to be the founders of the Freemasonry movement. And it's weird that right because Masons do have like certain like signets, and they have like coins and things that they have, and they all have like Templar like like iconography on it. So you can totally see the connection. Yeah, totally. Even in um, Roslyn Chapel, where a lot of the Da Vinci Code is, I think there's a lot of that. 
yeah yeah that's I see I've never read the Defensive Code so I can't even tell you but basically yeah that's all interconnected apparently there was like um a thing that said that basically when Robert the Bruce was fighting against the English thanks babes um Knights Templar soldiers actually fought in those wars so obviously not only 13 is considered luck um unlucky but also Friday can be as well for hundreds of years, apparently Friday has been considered the unluckiest day of the week. In, in Geoffrey Chaucer's famous Canterbury Tales, written in the 14th century, he says, and on a Friday fell all this mischance. So in the UK, Friday was also known as the Hangman's Day because when people were usually content to death, they were hanged on a Friday. And Friday has also been a day um, to associate with bad luck in Wales Um because a lot of the time, miners who would go down like the pits and stuff like that um, would refuse to start a new working day on Friday and instead end their week on a Thursday because oh they God. thought it was bad luck to I wish I could do that. I know, I wish I could do that as well. Four-day week, guys, come on. Let's do it. So Fridays and 13, though, however, was not always considered bad. And it's all coming back to, guess what? Paganism. Boop, boop. In paganism, Friday was believed a connection with the divine feminine. The first clue can actually be found in the weekday name of Friday, which is derived from Old English and means day of frig. What? Oh, a frig? I know. As in frig? The sexual act? Uh, no, as in a goddess. Both queen of... She was the goddess of Asgard and a powerful sky goddess in North mythology. Frig, also known as Frigga, was associated with love, marriage, and motherhood. Frigga. So, I love that. Fred gave protection to homes and families, maintained social order, and could wait, weave fate as she did in the clouds. She also possessed the art of prophecy and could bestow or remove fertility. It's a bit bitchy. On the other hand, Freya, the goddess of love, fertility and war, with whom Frigg was often conflated with, was endowed with the power to perform magic, predict the future and determine who would die in battles and was said to ride a chariot pulled by two black cats. I love that. So basically, I, I love that cats and witchcraft and Wiccan and paganism and North mythology is like so interconnected, by the way. Isn't that so weird? 100%. No, I am a both a, a dog and a cat person. I'm both. I like dogs. I liked my, la- I like my dog, Bruce, but I wouldn't ordinarily go for a dog. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not, they're too much hass. Do you know what I mean? I do get what you mean. I love both though, I do. I do, and me too. So these goddesses were worshipped wildly, wildly, wildly across Europe. And because of these associations, Friday was considered a lucky day for marriage by Norse and Teutonic people. The number 13, meanwhile, has not long been regarded as a portentous number by pre-Christian and goddesses and goddesses worshipped worshipping cultures for its link to the number of lunar and menstrual cycles that occur in the calendar year. Fertility was prized in pagan times and artwork would often draw connections to menstruation, fertility and the phases of the moon. For instance, the Venus of Lucelle, an approximately 25,000-year-old limestone carving depicting a voluptuous female figure cradling her pregnant stomach um, with one hand and holding a crescent-shaped horn bearing 13 notches in the other. The figurine is said to represent a goddess of fertility and ritual 
or ceremony, while the 13 lines are typically read as a reference to the lunar or menstrual cycle, both of which symbolise feminine power. Are you seeing the connection now, by the way, to why this was made unlucky? A hundred million trillion percent. I already knew this. Um, I listened to a podcast about it, how they basically, you're getting into it, but basically shock patriarchy trying to take away power from women. Shock, right? As usual. I've actually wrote in bold letters, Christianity ruins everything, which isn't always true, but most cases, yeah. So <laughs> As I know, I'm. I hope I'm not excluding people. Like, but like, it is a bit shit, guys. Um, as Christianity gained momentum in the Middle Ages, paganism, worshiping mostly the female deities, conflicted with this new shit patriarchal faith. Christian leaders took objection to the worship of multiple gods and goddesses, the celebration of Friday and the number thirteen, and the goddesses who invoked love, sex, fertility, magic, and pleasure were all deemed as unholy. Thanks. Anything fun. Anything fun, anything good. They're like, no, no thanks. These deities were so profoundly worshipped that making people stop ritualising them and stop, like, basically, like, being good bitches and keeping doing it was actually a massive challenge um, for Christian authorities back then. Um, And they basically had this campaign across Europe um, where they start branding these deities as goddesses and, you know, all the good things that go with that and started saying that people were worshipping, wait for it, witches. So we do. I, well, yeah, of course we do. But also at the time, because witches were like anti-Jesus and all that crap from whatever, um, they were seen as bad, basically. Well, um, it's just I think we need to be here just in case that we have no problem with Christians. We have no problem with witches. All of them can coexist peacefully, absolutely, just as long as there's respect from both sides, all sides. 100%. So, in his book, The Extraordinary Origins of Everyday Things, the author Charles Panati wrote, when Norse and Germanic tribes converted to Christianity, Frigga was banished in shame to a mountaintop and labelled a witch. It was believed that every Friday, the spiteful goddess convened a meeting with 11 other witches, plus the devil, a gathering of 13, and and plotted ill turns of fate for the coming week. So basically, that's that's the kind of historic origins to why it might be considered unlucky, and th- like Friday the 13th is unlucky. However, it's been kind of exasperated in contemporary culture because of a certain franchise film. So I guess everyone knows Friday the 13th. Have you seen it? I think I've seen one of them. They're not my types of movies. They're not mine either. Do you know that? I really don't like slasher films. I think they're actually pretty boring, if I'm honest. I don't like gory slasher. Um, I loved Scream, the Scream franchise, until they took it too far. But apart from that, no. Yeah, Scream's like Scream is camp though, and it's like fabulous. Like it's a classic. Scream is a classic. Scream is a classic. It's like nineties slasher movie, like icons. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't like Friday and, the 13th and things like that. I don't want that. I don't like Friday the Thirteenth. I don't like. Um, I also don't like any of the Freddy Krueger films. I don't like any of that shit either. And they're supposed That's to be horror. About to that. I know. It's like. Oof. Anyway, um. The original Friday the 13th film was released in 1980 and it was directed by Sean Cunningham. Um, I've actually never seen it. 
which is wild. Um, so I was like, oh, must read up on this. Um, it's set in the fictional camp Crystal Lake. Um, the story follows a group of young camp counselors. <laughs> I'm like camp counselors. Um, young camp counselors. It's funny how that, like slight intonation. I also thought like camp counselors instead of camp. <laughs> yeah, I'm like young camp counselors <laughs> having fun. Um, who are working to reopen the camp? This camp, um, which has been closed for many years due to a series of tragic events, including the drowning of a young boy named Jason Voorhees. As the counselors begin their preparations, they are gradually stalked and killed off one by one by an unseen assailant. The film builds suspense and tension as the identity of the killer is concealed behind a hockey mask. Um, the film had like 900 sequels, loads of spin-offs, and the, the film actually casts one of our faves, Beverly Hills star and controversial character right now, Kyle Richards. She was in the latest film. Oh my God, so she was. Mm-hmm. So basically, they also think that because of the of the film franchise, um, Friday the Thirteenth continued this existential threat of like the date and like kept it going throughout the years. Otherwise, people wouldn't give a shit. Basically, yeah. So that's not to say that um, even though we can now see that the origins of Friday the Thirteenth is kind of just a sequence of unfortunate events through history and also the like propaganda against the worshipping of female deities as per usual. That's not to say that weird things haven't actually happened on Friday the 13th through history. <gasps> dun 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 Yeah. So I was I went on Reddit, right? And I tried to find like loads of examples. Um because I thought people probably have gone online and thought about this. But you know how I asked you earlier and I was like, can you think of anything that's happened on Friday the 13th that's been bad? Uh-huh. And you were like, no, I can't think of anything. It's probably because, see, it's it's one of those things where you're aware of the date, right? But you don't actually, you wouldn't know in retrospect that something bad had happened. It's almost like a pending doom. But you, do you know what I mean? But you forget about it. You live the day and then you don't think about it again. It's like a kind of like, just be careful. Because honestly, I couldn't find anything on Reddit, anything online that actually was like, on this day, this happened. In fact, in most cases, people were quite kind of like, piss takey about it they were like oh yeah i remember like i couldn't turn on my hair dryer and things like that um no i've never had it i wonder if it's like a, almost like a self-fulfilled prophecy like if you go into it thinking that it's a bad day and bad things will happen then it does well yeah possibly actually it's like if you go in with a negative attitude so you're subconsciously thinking i'm gonna have bad luck if you if you think negatively, things are probably negatively going to happen, which I know sounds terrible, but that is affirmations, if you, right? If you look for the negative, you will find it. Mm. But having said that, weird things have been documented to happen on Friday the 13th and like pretty like significant events as well. So to name but a few, and there are hundreds, by the way, that is one thing online that I, I read. Popular artist and actor and icon Tupac Shakur was shot dead in a drive-by shooting on September the 7th. However, he died six days later on Friday the 13th in 1996. Side note, by the way, um, that might be solved soon, that case, because they just oh, arrested arrested, yeah, yeah, update. They've been arrested. Update, guys, contemporary. About time, by the way, 1996. Only took, like, what, 27 years? Mm-hmm same age as me <laughs> um 
a Uruguay, a Uruguayan, I can never say, Uruguayan Air Force plane crashed in the Andes on, in October 1972 on Friday the 13th, while a total of 16 of the 45 passengers on board survived, they had to eat the dead passengers to stay alive. Oh my god, it's a nightmare. That's a popular film, it's called Alive, by the way, guys, if you want to watch okay. it. I'm good. Costa, this, this is actually a funny one. Well, it's not funny, actually, it's horrible, but like I remember like at the time thinking, of course, um, the Costa Concordia sank in the ocean on January 13th, 2012. According to Vanity Fair, it became the largest passenger ship ever wrecked with almost double the number of people on board than the Titanic. 32 people sadly died and the captain was convicted of manslaughter in 2015. Oh. That was the one where like the captain, this Italian guy or whatever, was like pissed and like went off the boat while it was like still floating or something like that. And he was like, ha ha. And then it like, tipped upside down Jesus. horrendous do you remember that i do vaguely but i'm gonna go down a rabbit hole about that later for sure so bad by the way honestly i was looking up earlier um okay and when isis launched attacks on the french capital of paris and i remember watching this like live that night it's friday the 3rd november 2015 where sadly again very tragically 130 people were killed that was awful. I remember that. So we were all so scared. Everyone was so scared, weren't they? Yeah, it was kind of like, we weird to say because we were both alive during 9-11 or, or we were both like old enough to know about 9-11. We were both old enough to know about 7-7 and things like that. But for some reason that night in Paris is was definitely one of the most like horrendous, like terrorist events. You know what I mean? Apart from obviously Ariana Grande's thing as well, but like, do you know what I mean? It was like a, you were watching like a live thing on TV. It was horrendous. Like we were obviously all horrendous, and like can remember them all definitely. But I think that the Paris one was so relate like relatable because they were just at a gig. Horrendous. Um, another thing that happened: many um of the United States, many of the cities in the United States, um, for the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, actually started happening on Friday the thirteenth. That was when it started docu- being documented that people were like getting hit with coronavirus. So that was Friday the thirteenth in March twenty twenty. Wow, that was quite quick. I know. Another weird thing that happened: Swedish flight, um, a Swedish flight disappeared while flying over the Baltic Sea on June. 13th 1952 and for 40 years the Swedish government stuck by the story that the plane was merely performing training exercises however it was reported that in the 90s it was leaked that the crew members were actually spying on the Soviet Union for NATO even though Sweden was officially neutral during the Cold War and Russia responded with its own confession a Russian pilot told a Swedish diplomat that he had shot the plane down On Friday the 13th of August 1976, New York man Daz Baxter elected to stay in bed to ward off the bad luck. But his choice was to be unlucky as the floor of his apartment block collapsed and he fell six stories to his death. Oh my God. Because he'd chosen to stay home because it was Friday the 13th. Oh my God, that's awful. Poor guy. He was doing only good. (laughs) <laughs> it's such a good idea. It's such a good idea, and it didn't turn out well for him. 
Tony Wetzel, a researcher investigating the correlation. This is weird. Correlation. Now, this is from The Guardian, by the way, just a source it, so it better be bloody true. <laughs> a researcher investigating the correlation between Friday the 13th and emergency room visits was attacked and killed by hornets on Friday the 13th of January 1977. What the... So weird. And of course, not to forget, and this isn't to do with Friday the 13th, but more to do with the, the actual number Friday, uh, the number 13 being um, like unlucky the only Apollo mission and probably the most famous one is Apollo 13 and for people that don't know about it and I'm sure you do because it's such a famous film as well um, it launched on April the 11th 1970 aimed for the moon but it encountered a critical oxygen tank explosion in the service module forcing its lunar landing to be aborted the crew, James Lovell, John Swigert, and Fred Hayes, had to rely on the lunar module as a lifeboat. Working closely with NASA's ground control, he navigated limited resources and conducted, conducted a crucial engine burn to return safely to Earth. On April 17th, the 1970 Apollo 13's crew splashed down in the Pacific Ocean, demonstrating remarkable problem-solving and teamwork, highlighting the challenges and triumphs of human space exploration. However... It was the 13th Apollo mission and it was the only one to experience that type of emergency where the men's lives were like in true danger. Yeah, and also um, cracking film. Such a cracking film, by the way. When I was reading that earlier, I was like, oh, I must watch that again. I love a bit of Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, do you know apparently he went to Jeffrey Epstein's island? Yeah, but babes, have you actually seen the amount of folk that did go there? I know, I know, I know. It's the magic of hindsight. It wasn't, and I think he went with his wife, but it was literally called Pedophile Island. So I judge people who went, but anyway. Anyway. Hi, like, but it's such a weird, like, diverse group of people. It's like Naomi Campbell as well. It's like, what the fuck? With the blood diamonds, not enough. She's like, proper, like, I'm also going to go to Pedo, Pedo Island, just like exactly. get the most controversial visits in. Um, so yeah, so basically that's to summarize, guys. If you look online, there is hundreds of weird occurrences and documented cases and stuff. Not on Reddit, but in the world, um, where awful things have happened on Friday the Thirteenth. But I thought I'd finish with a little bit of this, right? So we talked about female deities and the worship of like Thirteen and Friday and how it's interconnected with just the female mystique, the goddess of life. These, oh, sorry, these days, Friday the 13th, of course, still haunts like Western imagination, but in a shit way. However, we do have deities today. Friday the 13th still haunts the Western imagination, but the role of misogyny is kind of being suppressed in recent years. Um, And it's so obvious now that the silence of women has been its kind of root cause of this. It's no longer really considered a lucky, an unlucky date to some women, and this is where I'm going to say it. Take Taylor Swift, who considers thirteen her lucky number, and in her early career, often performed with the number written on her hand. She quoted, "I was born. You you probably quote this back to me. I was born on the thirteenth. I turned thirteen on Friday the thirteenth. My first album went gold in thirteen weeks. My." first number one song had a 13 second intro every time i've won an award i've been seated in either the 13th seat the 13th row the 13th section or row m which is the 13th letter basically whenever the the 13 comes up in my life it's a good thing well i just have to say um i love taylor swift more than anything but i also love that she has like challenged this 
as being a bad number because I truly think that like she's a witch like us. I think that I think like when I was when I was researching the whole bit about you know it being connected with like Frigga and like goddess and all that kind of stuff like the goddesses and things I was like how like surely Taylor Swift doesn't know that I think she will 100% but to that level of understanding like or maybe she does I suppose but what I was going to say is it's so like bloody the easter eggs and shit in her albums it's wild I do think she will yeah but what I was going to say is it's isn't it weird that she's probably what you would consider some form of contemporary like deity because people worship her right yeah people like me yeah so it's like I just find the correlation between someone like her who is kind of who lives and breathes that type of like the 13th you know sort of philosophy that is a good thing and it's all connected with women like divinity and stuff and she's she's a divine contemporary mm-hmm. person herself you know for billions of people you know what I mean and she also uses a lot of witch imagery and um things in her music like about when all the stuff with Kim and Kanye, Kanye happened which by the way fuck them so hard um she wrote stuff about like basically you're burning the witch I would not be surprised that a lot of like women who are like uh, they're like the rebirth of that do you know what I mean? Totally. Love it. So anyway, that's basically, um, I know it's not as scary as last week, but that's like a brief history of the Friday the 13th and some shit things that have happened and some amazing things that come out of 13. So there you are. My two cents on the subject is, I think that it's, a, there, these are, co- oh my God, there was a weird noise there. Did you hear that? I did actually. The fuck? Um, sorry, I don't know what that was. Maybe it's like maybe it's a goddess coming back to say that, yeah, bitch. Well, this has been a really positive episode, so I don't understand whether it's like you know what I mean. My two cents before I was rudely interrupted by a ghost was, um, I think that it's coincidence. I do. Um, I don't think that the number thirteen or the thirteenth has anything to do with any bad luck. If anything, I think we should celebrate it as witches, um, divine feminine, and. I think it's less to do with obviously you know talking about the disciples and like Asgard and all that stuff that went down there I think that's just like lore and people trying to like reconnect connect it sorry to something that's probably not the case like it's not actually it's not been because of that it's probably more to do with the whole like suppression of women and Christianity and wick and seeing that 13 is connected with witches and the devil and things like that it's like it's so much more, and I think that's where it comes from in our in our society now. It's not like, do you know what I mean? I think those are just like rabbit holes to send people down when it really it's about misogyny at the end of the day, isn't it? hundred percent. And that's the most terrifying thing of all. <laughs> I know. We're going to embrace, are you okay by the way? I've, like, I've, you've, your colour's changed a little bit. That was really freaky, that noise. I wonder if we captured it. Yeah. It sounded a bit like a hum. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. But what does um, it sound like to you? I have no, don't I, want to talk about it. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Let's just move past it and pretend it didn't happen. But that was a great episode. Loved learning loads about Friday the 13th. And I love the thought of being in tune with our divine feminine, which, by the way, 
that's a great album by Mac Miller also. Oh, it is. I was thinking that the other day. I was like, oh, I love that album. I tried to get it on vinyl and it's like so expensive. Like oh, I can't listen to it without I've got like no, it's oh, it breaks. I know, I love him so much. Um, um look, we're big Mac Miller fans, by the way, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, thank you so much, Lauren. That was a great episode. Probably quite nice to have less Ted Bundy staring at people from the end of their bed. It's probably quite a welcome change. Um, I know. I felt I felt like last week's episode, although extremely spooky, you need a little bit of lightness, don't you? you need a little bit. Uh, I've had quite a few messages. I don't know if you have to say like your episode was really scary. Mm-hmm. Have you? Yeah, someone at work said that as well. Actually, they're like, "Oh, that was so scary." They were like, so yes, very scary. So I hope they enjoy this. This is more a factual, historic kind of reference episode. But guys, it's good to know. We need to educate. We need to educate people, you know. Mm-hmm. And I hope you're enjoying the kind of weekly Halloween specials whilst, you know, it's spooky month. And next week it will be my episode. So I will be doing an episode on All Hallows Eve. <gasps> Historical Halloween. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? Spooky. And then for people that have been asking as well, we will be doing more witchy episodes. We've got Pendle Hill coming up soon as well for all you witchy fans. So yeah, looking forward to doing stuff like that. Yeah, so we've got next week, All Hallows Eve is our other spooky bonus. And then the week after that for our last October episode in the spooky month is Lauren doing Pendle Hill. And then that weekend we're together. And then um, we're going back to every two weeks after that. So two weeks after that episode, we're going to be doing an episode on, well, I'm going to research on Haunted Belfast in Northern Ireland, um, specifically, specifically, specifically (laughs) Crumlin Road Jail, because we'll have gone. And um, then we can both discuss our experience at Crumlin Road Jail. I know I can't wait I'm gonna go I'm gonna go ham on that ham go home um but yeah <laughs> thanks for listening guys I am gonna go and uh, burn some incense thanks guys I know stay safe and yeah catch you next week guys